Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're having a wonderful week. If you didn't have a wonderful week, hopefully you have a great weekend to fill out this wonderful start of October. So this morning, I woke up around 6 o'clock this morning. You might be wondering, why are you waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning? That's really early. Well, I wake up that early just about every morning. And I had one specific, specific reason why I was waking up this morning. Drake dropped new album for all the dogs. So I downloaded that this morning and was listening to that. Um, definitely want to know what you guys think. I posted it on my Facebook and my story. So uh, check that out. I think it filters over to Instagram as well. So if you want to um, hit me up on there, hit me up um, or send me a text, whatever the case may be. What do you think about the album? Do you like it? Is it for, is it old Drake? As I've heard people have uh, been saying that Drake was trying to bring back the old version of him. I I mean, I'm not sure what he means by that. I think that's different from everybody or for everybody. Me personally, my favorite Drake album by far um, was from 2015. If you're reading this, it's too late. That's the kind of old Drake quote I would I would want. Um, but there's some good songs in this album. I enjoyed my favorite song so far is First Person Shooter featuring J. Cole. Uh, so the song has a total of 23 tracks on there. So definitely download it and let me know what you think. Welcome to All in Society. I am your host, Claude Winston. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy h- hanging out with me on YouTube or listening to the podcast, uh, make sure, please, please, please make sure you are following the podcast and make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. And also take a look at my website. Uh, if you'd like to check out the website, it's allinsociety.com and check out the YouTube channel. Uh, both links are in the episode description. New episode of the podcast drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday and Wednesday, I bring it to you at 8 p.m. Eastern. And on Fridays, I drop it a little early at 5 p.m. Eastern, about an hour after the market closes for the week. Uh, so for this episode, uh we're going to dive in a little bit more for all, about all, For All the Dogs, the Drake album. We're going to discuss the market, how it finished out this week. Uh, I'll give you my pick for Lions versus Carolina, easy pick. And I'm going to go over a strain that I found this week, marijuana strain that I found this week. If I find something good, I'm definitely going to shout it out and let you guys know if that's something that you enjoy. Because it's recreational here in Maryland. Um, so I'm going to let you know if I find something I enjoy that helps me out, um, I'll share the wealth. Um, so for the, for the album, um, it's another Drake album, a total of 23 songs. Like I said, it's an hour and 25 minutes long. And some of the credits I saw on social media, he, uh, Drake credited Kevin Durant. So I'm interested to dive into a little bit deeper into what that's all about. Um, it looks like the album cover is something his son Adonis, I believe is his name, uh, might've drawn. Um, just kind of for like a Halloween type of vibe. It looks like a, like a cat with like red eyes, like scary red eyes. Um, so definitely check out the album and let me know what you guys think. Move along to the market. So the market did it, did its thing today. I thought uh, initially, so everyone was worrying about this jobs report um, that was released before the market at 830 this morning, I believe. 
And I think they were exp- the number that they were looking at was 170, and I think it came back like 320. So it came out a lot hotter, um, as they say, than expected. And because of that, there were fears that the Fed might channel an additional uh, rate hike because, um, you know, they want to see supposedly they um, the people that are on CNBC are saying that the federal government wants to see people losing jobs and to kind of show that inflation is kind of um, taking hold. And they're saying that if this job report came back hot, which it did, um, they might be more inclined to rate hikes, uh, excuse me, to hike rates. But some people are coming back and say that may not necessarily be the case. Um, there's multiple factors that um, that piggyback on that stance. So there's just a lot of information being floated around. Um, I guess it depends on who you're talking to. So with that being said, the market kind of did with opposite, I guess, what they were saying what might happen if the if the number came in hot and then the market shot up. So me personally, um, a lot of the stocks that I've picked, individual stocks that I've picked recently and added to the portfolio, those stocks have start now become are turning into the green. There's pretty much out of the new stocks that I've bought, there is one, which is T Mobile, which is in the red right now, and it's less than one percent. So um, things are, are going very well. Um, just to kind of go down my total portfolio, and I won't bore you guys too much. Um, but Roblox, remember I told you guys it's my 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 heaviest individual stock. Um, that one's now up 12% overall. Um, that's $578 um, that I'm up so far. And this is unrealized gain. So this is money that I have not I have not sold these stocks, so I've unrealized. Once you sell the stock, then that's a realized gain or loss, depending on if you sell for higher than what you initially bought or if you sell lower than what you initially bought um, bought the stock at. So um, these are unrealized gains that, that I'm discussing. Google's up 5%. I've had that for a while. I actually sold some of it in my other portfolio because I thought Google might fall a little bit more, being that it was up quite a bit. Um, but it did not. So unfortunately, I kind of just lost those shares in the other one. But I don't think that Google, um, Google Alphabet is going to be a slow um, slow run, I think. I'm trying to find, and it's not a cheap stock, right? It's over $100. So I'm trying to find if I can find these mid-cap um, or, yeah, these mid-cap stocks that are um, like under a hundred dollars and they're oversold and they are, they're at a great price and I'm trying to run those up. And, um, and the, cause that'll give me a bigger, bigger bang for my buck, but it's the same thing. So if you have uh so if say, if you invested in a stock that was $150 and it ran up 50%, right. But you invested in another stock that was worth like $3 and it only went up 2%. Like I'm going to take the stock that went up 50%, even though it was worth a hell of a lot more. Um, cause you're probably going to get a better return rather than a stock that you had, it was $2 and you, you say you invested the same amount total. You're going to, you're going to want the stock that ran up 50% rather than um, the one that ran up 2%, even though the price of the stock, you had more shares of it, but it didn't go anywhere. Um, so just something to keep in mind. Tesla's doing pretty good. Um, currently, his price is like 260 If Tesla falls any, like, any, like close to 250 or below, I, I hope it gets back to 200 If it does, 
I'm going to definitely load the boat on here. Uh, but for now, we're doing pretty good. It's up 7%. I can't be mad. Uh, S&P 500 starting to move now from when I initially bought. It's at 5%. Nucor, new, uh, it's a steel uh, producer. It's up 2% from when I initially bought it, I think, earlier this week. Duke Energy. I literally bought this um, today, right before the close. So I've been looking at the... Uh, energy stocks, utility stocks, and trying to find one because I'm not really in this. Uh, I don't. I didn't have a lot, very much of my portfolio allocated to these um, the sector. So I found one. Instead of just buying an ETF, I said I'm going to find one of the biggest and best ones in the ETF, and I'm just going to own one. Now, is it a little risky? Yeah, sure. I could just buy um, the 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 ETF and just let because the whole utilities or energy sector is kind of beat up right now and just let it run but I was like you know what I'm gonna find one gem in here and let this thing ride and see where it goes so um pretty much I have fifteen hundred dollars invested I'll probably go up to about two thousand dollars if I need to and buy more shares if I need to if the if the um if it decides to dip buy a little bit more um so we'll see how that goes Microsoft's up twenty nine percent but I'll have two shares of that I've had that a long time. Um, Fortinet is a cybersecurity uh, company. I have two cybersecurity companies here, which I've bought basically just about 500 or just over $500 of that stock. Um, Fortinet is a little bit of the riskier one, uh, but their returns, um, pre COVID were amazing. Um, I think there's a little bit, there's a little bit of, uh, financial shambles looking at the balance sheet. And so I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper and figure that out, but I have a small position in here. Um, Interested to see how that goes. Palo Alto. So this one I bought, it's a, another cybersecurity, much bigger than Fortinet. I think they do a little bit, they go about it different ways. Um, but Palo Alto is definitely the the bigger out of the two as far as market cap and probably more well-known. Um, this one, I didn't necessarily buy it at a great price opposed to these other companies, but this one ran up this week. Um, pretty, just under, it's basically four and a half percent. So I'm happy with that. Um, probably won't add on to this unless uh, we get something that brings it down. Visa, bought that earlier. That's up 2.5%. Um, Lanthius Holdings, this is a medical company. So this kind of made me a little upset, but it, it came back. So I was I watched this stock. I found it earlier this week. And uh, I was put it on my watch list, and I was going to buy it the next morning, just a small amount. And then there was reports came out that uh, a pension, I uh, think like uh, some medical company um, invested in their pension, invested in it, and it shot up like 12% aftermarket. And I was like, damn it. And But I looked at it, I was like, it still has a little bit of run room to run. So I let it fall down, I think, a little bit, and then I bought it. Um, and then it came down and then I believe today and then yesterday it just started running. So it's up 2% right now. So I didn't buy it at the absolute great price like some of these other ones, but still good. T-Mobile, like I said, that one's still down just under 1%. And then I have Apple. I just have one Apple and Microsoft. I only have one share of Apple. I had like 30 something shares of Apple. Um, earlier this year and I sold a lot of them because I was already invested in S and P 500. I was already invested in another, um, ETF that follows, that has Apple and, and Microsoft as one of their highest, um, positions. And so I said, I am too, um, dependent on the tech 
sector. I need to sell these individual shares and just write out the S&P 500 and then the VIG. And then if these, if it falls to where I want it to be, then I'll just load the boat there at those prices. So they haven't fell. They did fall, but they didn't fall to the price where I want it to be. So now, um, Apple's doing pretty good, but I'm only holding one share, but that one share is up 19%. And like I said, those two shares of Microsoft that I have, Microsoft's up 29%. So there's no reason for me to sell those shares. I know it's just one share. It's kind of like silly, um, but it's one share. Then I grab it at a great price. And it kind of just there, just kind of remind me, you know, great companies, even though you buy a company at a great price, or excuse me, you buy a great company. If you buy it at the wrong price, you can lose money. So this is kind of like here as a reminder, like you, you can buy a great company, um, but you want to buy it at the right price. I bought it and it was kind of like going up and 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 up. I was buying more and more and more as it went up. Um, but then I realized, you know, this, this stock itself is up quite a bit this year. Should probably take a little bit of profit in some of these that I bought at the top that are now starting to come down. Um, let's minimize some of the losses. Um, so just be, just got to be careful. Um, uh, last on this, I did want to touch on, I've been kind of bringing this up every episode, um, how the portfolio is doing compared to the S and P 500. All right. So overall, and this is just this year to date. Um, I've told you guys in a previous podcast that I was investing in like companies like EVgo before, um, I really started learning and figuring out how this, how this game works. And so I lost a little money. Like each year I lost like, no, excuse me. I lost money last year. It was less than a thousand dollars. The year before I made like two, $300. So a very small amount. So now I'm just trying now. Oh, wow. I didn't think this was the case, but this is good. Oh no, I'm sorry. So overall our portfolio, um, I, as I said before, I've, I left my previous employer and then I took a portion of the Roth IRA portions of that, uh, of the money in my 401k. I took that portion out and I'm managing it myself. There's still some that's left in there. And then when I feel that I'm comfortable and I'm doing this successfully, I'm going to take those fund out, funds out and I'm going to manage them myself. If you guys aren't from, aware, if you're having someone else manage your funds, they're charging you fees. And especially probably right now when things are in shambles, they're probably moving you around like crazy. And every time they do that, they're charging you fees and you're not watching that. So, and I'm not trying to tell people, you know, we'll go over a disclaimer at the end of this. I'm not trying to tell you to take your money out and manage it yourself so you can save money. If you are knowledgeable and you're capable of doing that and you're educated, then yes. I'm not just telling you to go out and do it just because... You should just go ahead and do it. it. This is not easy. This is not for for anybody to do. Um, so just be mindful of that. Uh, but with that being said, total stock market, my my personal, uh, what I call like my savings account, cash account, and then my Roth IRA portion, um, I'm be- we're beating the S&P 500. So currently S&P 500 right now, as of yesterday, this was yesterday, the close yesterday. So this is probably going to be, uh, it probably might get drift a little bit clo- uh, closer um, tomorrow or excuse me, Monday when I take a look at this because the market went up so well. Um, but the S&P 500 as of the close yesterday was up 12, 12.3%. My t- uh, this year to date, year to date, um, year to date, my overall, both uh, portfolios are up 18%. 
So we're, we're beating the markets, which is good. That's the goal, right? Um, so good, good, good. I'm going to switch it over to just my, my, my cash account. And we're going to take a look at that and see how we're doing year to date, just year to date compared to the S and P 500. So 12.3% S and P 500 and 15% for me, 15%. Um, so beating the market in the, in that portfolio, I've been managing myself the entire year. Um, so now we're going to go to the Roth, which I'm probably not beating the market. This, I really made move majority of that money in the beginning of the August. Um, so we're going to take a look at that year to date compared to S and P 500. Oh, wow. We just crossed over guys. Well, hold on. This doesn't make any sense. Okay. So it did. It's basically from when this is start date from when I started this account. So I started this account and for your Roth IRA, you can only put in, I think it's either 65 or 6,800. I think it's 6,500. You can only put in $6,500 of you, uh, of money that, um, so you get paid the money that you get you get paid in wages, you can put that into your, um, your Roth IRA. And the Roth is great is because you don't pay taxes. That's money that you've already paid taxes on. So that's why I said you get paid your wages, your, um, you get your check, your checks direct deposited. You've already paid taxes on that. And then you take money that you've already paid taxes on and you put that in your Roth IRA account. And then when you draw that account, when you can, you're not paying taxes. So this is great. So say, Say the tax rate is 10% today, right? I'm just throwing out random numbers. More than likely, or in the future, the tax rate is probably going to be higher, right? So now you pay taxes at 10%, but now it's time to draw that money out. It's probably like going to be like 12 to 15% when it's time for me to draw it out, right? So I'm saving money that way. So that's why the Roth is powerful. You don't pay taxes when you draw your money out. So your money is growing tax-free. So that's great. So this account, like I said, it's basically... April 1st, this, they start tracking this account. That's when I opened it up and I started adding money into it. August, basically the first part of August is when I put the vast majority of the money from the Roth IRA. I rolled it over. Um, the total amount that I started with pretty much in August 1st is 23000 Not that it's important for this um, exercise, but I just wanted to roll that over. Um, so basically, the S&P 500 has been basically kicking my butt. Up until October. Once October hit, so now the S&P 500 is 4.48%. My portfolio for the Roth IRA portion is 5.9%. So we are currently beating the market in both portfolios. So this is awesome. So it means I'm doing something right. Um, beating the It's one thing to make money. It's another thing to beat the market. So I'm not beating the market in just one portfolio. I'm beating market in multiple portfolios. And my Roth IRA is where I have a significantly more money in, in there. So it's 23 opposed to 8K in my cash account. And I'm giving you this information because I'm trying to be as transparent as possible as well. I, I'm, I'll definitely, if I don't think that I'll probably show you guys this. Um, maybe one day I'll probably pull it up. Actually, I could definitely pull it up one day. Cause it doesn't have any information that's like, um, pertinent information. That's, uh, it could be a security issue. It's not showing any of my account numbers or anything like that. So I might show this, 
to you guys if you guys are interested because I know most people are going to be interested in the uh, YouTube uh, version of this. But if you enjoy this, please, so I know that you enjoy these conversations, please leave me a review and say and say specifically, I love this and I love the fact when you break down your portfolio and talk about the market. So thank you for listening into that. Um, Lions versus Carolina. This is easy, guys. The Lions are going to crush Carolina. Carolina has a young quarterback. Their team's not that good. They're on the road. Lions offense is healthy. Their defense is, their line's a little beat up still, but to beat Carolina, they have, it should be no issue. Their defense is stopping the run. Uh, so that means that uh, Carolina's going to have to throw the ball to stay in the game here. And if they can't run the ball and they're throwing the ball, that's the Detroit's Achilles heel. But I think by forcing them to throw the ball and throw the ball a lot, they're probably going to create some turnovers. Um, Aiden should be able to get to the quarterback. I'm expecting like three or four sacks at least. Um, if you like to bet the game, I think they're going to try their best to get um, their, your rookie running back Gibbs into the end zone. So Montgomery had like three touchdowns last week and he came back from injury. Um, Jameer Gibbs has shown a lot of like bursts. He has a lot of, he, I think he just needs to work on the vision and he's just like, he's like, a little bit away from breaking just one tackle and just hitting it for like a 30-plus yard run. So uh, I, to be honest with you, I think Gibbs anytime touchdown, it would be great. If you even want to gamble and like do first touchdown, I don't, I don't, I think they're going to make an effort to give him the ball. First touchdown is really, really gambling. But Gibbs anytime touchdown, I really like that bet this week. Um, and also to, and to, to round out the episode, I said I wanted to talk about the strain of the week. So it's by Cookies. Um, it's definitely a well-known brand. Probably might be the most well-known uh, uh, marijuana brand there is out there. Um, the strain is called Mexican Flan. Um, it's an indica, heavy indica, 32% THC in this one. Um, so definitely something you, uh, I think you'd... I'm not sure. I have a medical card, guys, so I'm talking from a medical um, perspective. Um, I'm not just like a recreational user. That's not what I'm here for. I use uh, marijuana medically. Um, I'm not just here just to to, to kind of get high. Um, Indicas are what I like the best. I don't necessarily get the best sleep. So that's why I like heavy Indicas. Um, They um, just kind of knock me out. This one has like a gas flavor to it. Um, like diesel-y. uh, it didn't like take, like, sometimes I'll smoke something and it just like, I'll, it'll, I don't know how to explain this. It's just kind of like, I could feel it in my chest. It's almost not like a burning sensation when you take like, like a drink of alcohol, but I just kind of like feel it like taking over and like almost like my muscles are kind of like relaxing and again, you in like, like that cock, that couch lock, um, feel or vibe. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say it was real heavy head high either or really heavy body high, but it was just enough to, to feel and be like, yep, that's there. I feel it. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was nice drain. Um, definitely if it's available, uh, definitely check it out. If Indica is your thing again, that was by, it's by cookies and it was Mexican flan. 
All right. I wanted to go over disclaimer because we talked about a lot about the market and um, and stocks and things. So the information provided in this show about personal finance and investing is for educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered financial advice. Viewers are encouraged to consult with a qualified financial advisor before making any investment decisions. The content presented may not be accurate, complete or timely, and we do not assume responsibility for any errors or omissions. Investing involves risk and past performance is not indicative of future results. Any endorsements or advertisements featured do not constitute recommendations. And by participating in the show, you acknowledge and accept these terms. So I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, definitely take a listen to the podcast Sunday before the game start. I know um, a lot of you are going to be busy on the weekends with friends and family, especially in football, um, but definitely tune in. If you're looking for um, any type of inspiration, if you want some like a fun sweat this weekend, like I said, as um, far as NFL, a Gibbs anytime touchdown would be good. Uh, but don't go out there betting your betting your butt. Gamble responsibly, responsibly, guys. And like I said in previous episode, if you're placing, placing a lot of bets – Every week, write down every bet you place. Every bet, track it. Your wins and your losses. So you know exactly what's going in and what's going out. Treat this like a business. Because it seems like every, when we're talking about sports now, people aren't just talking about, you know, I love my team, blah, 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 blah. They're talking about, I love my team. And, you know, I was playing poker earlier today. And this guy made a comment, like, I got to save some money so I have enough to bet on. So people are literally budgeting and making sure they have enough money to bet on Sunday. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the healthiest thing in this market. Um, bet if just just be careful, guys. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying. I'm not gonna be a Debbie Downer. I just want nobody to get in trouble. Um, DraftKings would be liking a lot of money. If anything, if you like DraftKings, you should probably let's actually let me look at that right now. It was shot up twenty nine percent today. This is interesting too. So I looked up, I pulled up DraftKings. Uh, the current price is twenty nine dollars, guys. Um, is fifty two wake high as thirty four dollars? Uh, I'd still, I don't know. I I want to invest in this company so bad, but I want to invest in it in the right price. But it won't fall to the price that I'm looking for. At least of the times that I've been looking. So, uh, 200 day moving average is 2269. So, yeah, it's, it's up way too much. If for something, some reason it falls, or to be honest with you, if, if a company like Fanatics, if they go public, um, that would be another company I'll invest in, but don't, I won't, won't, probably want to invest in when it initially um, is listed. Uh, but, just keep this in the back of your mind, DraftKings. They're going to be making money hand and fist. Uh, but I did see on here, it says, DraftKings FanDuel sees huge increase in Travis Kelsey prop bets. So this this, um, this Taylor Swift thing is really, is really getting out of hand. People are really watching Travis Kelsey hard now. I wonder if it's... Uh, it, I wonder if this is Taylor Swift. Is she? Remember why that first game that she was in, at KC and he scored a touchdown and she was hooting and hollering? What if she's the one that's just placing crazy bets on him to to score touchdowns? 
So it says FanDuel told the magazine it saw a 149% increase in bets involving Kelsey scoring touchdowns. It added that 14% of all money spent Sunday on the Chiefs game went on Kelsey props. 14%. I'm telling you, I'm thinking Taylor Swift is the one or her friends are the ones that are placing these bets. They have, ins- this could be insider information. What if she knows? Why is no one's asking about this? Am I on to something? Is she allowed to do this? Is Kelsey allowed to do this? What if they're having conversations and saying, yeah, this is the game plan and they plan to give me the ball here, here, and here. I don't know if Taylor Swift is, I'm pretty sure she's not this dumb, but if she says anything about betting sports and involves Kansas City Chiefs, we need to be watching. And I would probably follow suit. All right, this is something I found in the episode. I'm probably going to make a video, guys, and post this online. So if you're interested, take a look at my Instagram. Um, but this is something I'm going to dive into. I'm a little, I might be a little bit of conspiracy theorist here, but I don't think this is all happening for for no reason. NFL is obviously diving into it. They want more viewership. They want more women watching the sport. Um, this is good for the for the game. Um, but we're going to look into this a little bit more. Uh, We're going to wrap up, guys. Remember, life is one big session. Play the cards you're dealt to the best of your ability, and I promise you'll come out ahead. Have a wonderful weekend, kings and queens. See you later.